Welcome to the Behind the Region podcast from the South Bend Regional Chamber, being powered by Tech Tyler PC, offering cost-effective IT solutions to fit any budget. On this episode, we visit with Mike Daigle. Mike is the CEO and Executive Director of the South Bend International Airport. Mike will take us past the ticket counter with a behind-the-scenes look at the inner workings of the airport, what it takes to keep the airport running on a day-to-day basis, what kind of economic impact does SBN have on the area, and what is involved in bringing new routes and new airlines to town. Now here are your hosts, Chamber President and CEO Jeff Ray and Director of Member Relations Mark McGill. And welcome to the Behind the Region podcast being powered by Tech Tyler PC, offering cost-effective IT solutions to fit any budget. Jeff Ray, when I think of some of my favorite people on the planet, the guy sitting to my right, your left, is top of that list. A dear friend of mine, a dear friend of yours, and a dear friend of the chamber. Do you ever think of me as a, one of the top guys on the planet? Mike Daigle, Oh, everybody. sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what to say after an intro <laughs> yeah. like that. So he, he is a man who needs no introduction. Mike, Mike Daigle, the executive director at the South Bend International wow. Airport. Mike, thanks for joining us this afternoon for a it little discussion. It is my discussion. pleasure. So we're big fans of what happens. Uh, obviously, the airport's a, just a critical uh, traffic generator, transportation connections, our connection to the rest of the world. So, so we want to just have a chance to talk a little bit mm-hmm. today about kind of the airport, airline, travel, all, all, all kinds of different things. So just to start, give us just the kind of nuts and bolts of, of the airport. If, if somebody didn't ha- have any familiarity at all with the South Bend International Airport, what would you tell them about it? Well, first of all, thank you for having me today. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. The easy way to understand how the airport functions is we look at ourselves primarily as an economic engine for our community. How do we continue to create impact financially in other ways uh, in our town? But one of the easy ways to think about that, if you don't understand how the airport functions, is think of us as the owners of the mall. And so we own the building and we own the property, but the airlines are tenants and the fixed base operators that provide fuel to the aircraft and do some working on the aircraft, they're tenants. Same thing with the aircraft repair companies, they're tenants. And their car rental companies, they're tenants. The restaurant, there's a tenant. And so that's one of the easy ways, not being uh, industry specific, of how somebody could look at that. Obviously, we're a very, very highly regulated industry in transportation by both the federal government and the state of Indiana. But at the end of the day, um, we found a way to make it all work. Great. Let's talk a little, just to put it in perspective, I think of the places in the area that a lot of people walk through the turnstiles. Yours is one of those. Get, just give us a feel for, um, you know, how many people utilize the services that you offer over the course of a year? So it's interesting. Pre-COVID, we were well over a million people that would come in and out of the building to get on an aircraft or get on the South Shore rail line. Uh, we dropped pretty dramatically at one point during COVID. We've bounced back now to we're probably at that million passenger mark again. We are now finishing 14 complete weeks of data we've collected and um, I'm sorry, 10 complete weeks, and we're 14% above where we were last year. And so we're continuing to see the trend keep going forward and forward. One of the numbers we track is how many people go through the checkpoint every day, and we get that information sent to us every morning. And so yesterday we had um, 139% of normal, of what a normal day would be. Now Tuesdays is the slowest day of the week, and we'll usually be under 100% on Tuesdays, but the rest of the week everything keeps getting better and better. The great part of all of that is when we go talk to airlines, that's one of the things they look at is what is your traffic numbers, where are they headed, and where's your traffic coming from? 
Mike, let's talk a little bit. So, um, for those that aren't familiar, where, where are the places that you're going these days? Well, um, we're going uh, still quite a few locations, and I may not be able to get them all off on my head, but I'll do them this by... This is a test. I'll do them by airlines. <laughs> this is a test. I got a list here. We're going to make sure you know them all. <laughs> Yeah, well, you may have to prompt me. Right. So uh, with Allegiant Airlines, we do Las Vegas, Phoenix, uh, Orlando, Sanford, St. Pete, and Fort Myers. And for Delta, we do uh, Atlanta and Minneapolis. And for American, we're doing Dallas, Fort Worth, and Charlotte. And with United, we're doing Chicago. Wow, you did really well. See? That's yeah, great. Absolutely. All right. Let's go back, <laughs> let's go back to, to Mike Daigle uh, and kind of... Uh, a little bit of your history and what brought you to South Bend. And and the reason I ask that question is because you've been, as I mentioned, we're dear friends, but you've been in similar-sized cities running their airports. And I want to know kind of where you've been, what brought you here, but what makes South Bend so special and so different than where you've been because this you just you love it here. Like many people, if you've been to South Bend, it's a unique place in so many ways. It's unique because of the people. It's unique because of the atmosphere. It's unique because of the four seasons. You may see snow in the morning and <laughs> sunshines in the afternoon. Uh, really? It's like today. <laughs> or every day. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's it's a unique because one of the unique things, obviously, is we have this university here in town and all the students that go there, plus all of the other universities bring a very high energy to our community, and that's always uh, thrilling to watch. So um, it, I jokingly tell my wife all the time, or we jokingly tell each other, uh, in our 40 years or so together, you know, we've lived in 13 different states. And so this is the longest we've ever lived in one place, and it's we're at 11 years. So there's something unique here. There's something unique about the people. There's something unique about the location. The geography is one thing, but really, at the end of the day, it's the people and all that it implies. As a kid, did you think, someday I want to run an airport? How does a guy find <laughs> this path to um, sort of heading up an airport? Well, my, my story is not the normal one for somebody in my position. Um, I joined uh, the Army at 17 years old and became an airplane mechanic, and I started fixing wrenches. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Um, so... I was working for a, a young sergeant up in Washington State, outside Seattle, and um, helicopter flight school had been closed post-Vietnam. It was reopened, and he said, Mike, he says, we're going to go take the test and going to go to flight school. And I said, no. Nope. I said, I've got, you know, like 24 months left or 26 months left, and I'm out of here, and I'm going to go home, go back to college, and study something in business, and here's what I'm going to go do. He said, no, we're going to go do this. So I went over. We took the test. Uh, he and I did. He'd been in aviation 10 years. I'd been in about two. Uh, we got the test results. I passed. He didn't, oh. which was because this was my boss. And it was his idea. It was his idea. <laughs> but to his credit, uh, he then says, okay, we're going to get you scheduled for your flight physical, so you have to go pass the class one flight physical. I said, Sergeant thank you, but I'm not going to flight school. Because when you graduate, you own five years. And I'm thinking, okay, that's the next eight years of my life. I've got another two years now and this. And anyway, long story short. So he puts through um, that, and I end up going to flight school. A lot of iterations of I'm not going, and I went. Graduated from there, uh, worked as a helicopter flight guy for years and years as a flight instructor, as a flight examiner, director of safety, director of ops. My last assignment uh, was as the airfield commander. 
and I was getting close to the retirement age and not knowing what to do. And finally, I was talking to one guy who said, you should go work at civilian airports. I had never thought about it. And at the time, I turned down a flying, I was getting ready to turn down a flying job with United Airlines. And I'm glad I did at the end of the day. But so then off I went and I sent out some resumes and got a job and retired from the Army on a Friday. And on Monday, I put on a coat and tie in La Crosse, Wisconsin as the airport director. And then have now, this is the fourth airport since then. Uh, La Crosse? La Crosse, uh, Glacier Park, Montana, Lansing, Michigan, and South Bend, Indiana. Mike, that sort of speaks to... um, how many airports like South Bend are there? Like, like you mentioned some of the destinations that you fly to. Obviously, right. a couple of those the biggest in the world. But, but there are terrific um, air- airports scattered throughout the country. How, like, how many of those are there? <laughs> so commercial service airports, uh, there's about 450 across the country that okay. do that. And so you have the very, very large ones, O'Hare, Atlanta, those types, and the very, very top. Airports are divided into what they call hub sizes. So you have large hub medium hub and small hub. Large hub is Chicago, Atlanta, Charlotte, Dallas, Denver, places like that, New York. So then you have the medium hubs, which is Indianapolis and Grand Rapids. And small hub is South Bend, Fort Wayne, where we've got enough airlines and enough traffic that it qualifies. So that's about 120 airports in that top four, top three categories. And then the rest of them are what they call non-hub or um, yeah, non-hub airports. So um, and there's a couple hundred of them. So it's, yeah, we moved from non-hub in 2018, 2019 with the growth when we brought American Airlines to town. We saw some increased capacity coming in. That's when we went from non-hub to small hub, and we've been going up the chain. Yeah. So, so Mike, our geography here um, gives us access to a bunch of wonderful airports. And, and so it's a pretty easy for me to hop in the car and drive to Grand Rapids, Fort Wayne, Indy, um, Chicago, hop on a plane. What's, what's uh, your license plate number? So, no, I, I'm not suggesting I am. I'm trying to set up the question here. So uh, so, so talk about... I'm like, dude, he's uh, sitting so, right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, so, so talk about why why someone uh, would, would and should fly out of South Bend versus um, heading to one of those other airports in the neighborhood. So we start with the belief that we're never going to get to 100% of everybody in our catchment area. So our catchment area, if if you draw a circle around us, that's where our customers come from. That's where we focus marketing. That's where we focus our energy. And what kind of hurts us a little bit is we have this great body of water called Lake Michigan that nobody lives on. And so that cuts into our pile a bit. So we still do really, really well. So... If you make a choice not to fly out of South Bend, and we think you should, not because Mike said so, but you're helping create jobs in your community. You're spending your revenue and your money in our community to help that economic engine continue to create new jobs and new opportunities. We also know that if you fill the seats that are available here in town, we'll be able to get more. And so the airplane is a pretty easy commodity to move from one place to another. That's what it does, right? So at the end of the day, If they're not coming to South Bend, they're going somewhere. And so one of the successes we've had, you know, with bringing American Airlines here, bringing additional additional flights with Allegiant, is really about going to them and saying, this is what our market does. This is how they grow. This is what's coming. And if you do this, this is the stimulation factor that it does. So one of my favorite examples of this all the time is having a discussion 
um, with a speaker at an event one day, and he had come in from Atlanta, and he was did a great job. And I went over to meet him after the event, and I said, "Are you staying overnight?" And he says, "I am." And I said, "Great." And I said, "Would you like a recommendation for a place to eat? We've got some fantastic restaurants." And he goes, "No, no." I says, "I'll." I'll figure out where I want to go eat after I get to my hotel. And I said, think about that for a little bit. So long story short, what happened is he flew to Chicago on Delta Airlines from Atlanta, rented a car, came to South Bend. The company paid his speaking fee and his travel arrangements. He spoke uh, through the lunch period, then got back in the car, went back to Chicago, spent the night in Chicago, ate dinner in Chicago, and then flew back to Atlanta. So... The host company that paid for that, none of that money got spent in our community. None of that filled hotel rooms. None of that helped our restaurateurs. And so when I speak to people all the time and they have consultants that fly into town or come here to do businesses, we'll try to impress upon those people to fly into South Bend so we can do that. And again, we can take all those numbers and create more access, more seats, more jobs. Well, and that's the business side of why you should fly into South Bend. From the consumer side, we use it all the time. It's easy, it's friendly, it's uh, parking uh, is. Par- I mean, it's just it, all of the hassles of of going to Midway or or Grand Rapids or Chicago. You don't have that. I, I mean, we just love. You know, as you know, my both of my daughters are are in North Carolina. It's just so much. It's so convenient to fly into South Bend. And I, and we've talked about this, Mike. You and I have the TSA agents, and, and you pride yourselves on this, yeah. are very friendly, very helpful. I mean, it could be a stressful time. Travel could be sure. travel could be stressful. Even if you're going to, you know, the magical, you know, most magical place on earth, it's still, you've got kids, you've got strollers, you've got bags, you've got stuff. Um, it really is a joy. It is yeah. to fly out of South Bend International Airport. One of the compliments we get the most is that the TSA folks know how to say please and thank you. And when I travel around the country and I go to these large places, a lot of TSA agents don't know how to say please and thank you. And so that's one of the things we think is great, and we work to keep that relationship going and moving forward to do all that. But at the end of the day, you know, all of those things combined, whether it's the TSA folks, it's uh, parking with three-minute walk from the building, all those things are huge and important to make the whole experience better. And so at the end of the day, how do we continue to make those things? And that's one of the things that our team focuses on continuously is how do we make it better? Yeah, it's it's great. I'm like you, Mark. My daughter's in California. So so a flight from South Bend to Dallas, Dallas to Santa Barbara, it means I have at the front end and the back end two South Bend-like airports. And I do go through one of the busiest airports in the world, but, I, right. but, it, but I'm just there for a short period of time. I don't have to do security there, some of that kind of stuff. So it, 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 it's so convenient. It I, really I, is. I love that. So, yeah. Mike, let's talk. So the airline industry is getting a lot of attention these days, the post-pandemic um, recovery. Um, obviously, yeah. st- you know, people still prefer it to taking a wagon across the, uh, the country <laughs> pulled by horses. Um, so just, just talk to us generally the state of the industry as a whole, kind of what's happening in it, what's going on with airline travel. So airline travel, as you would expect, is pretty difficult when you start thinking about you need equipment and you need people and you need facilities and then you need all the locations and you got to make that all work. So, for example, if you have uh, 
pick on your flight. So the crew that left Santa Barbara and went to Dallas is probably not the crew that's taken you from Dallas to South Bend. It could be, but maybe it isn't. So then you go to the other crew. So when they get, arrive in South Bend, depending on what time of day or night, uh, are they spending the night here in town? And we know that they do RON crews every night. Um, there's a certain amount of hours that they have to have off before they can go the next morning. But if it's the mid-turn crew and they go back to Dallas, they're probably not done for the day. So if the crew that did Dallas to South Bend for the lunchtime turn and goes back to Dallas is probably not done. They're going from there to Oklahoma City, let's say, and then they're going to spend the night in Oklahoma City. So if you can think of having all the flight crews and flight attendants in place for all of those things, then you got to have the right aircraft for that flight crew because not all flight crews can fly all aircraft then you have to be able to make sure that you have maintenance available at all of those facilities in case something happens or at least a contingency plan. And then you fill them with people who all have different opinions on how it's good or it's not good. So COVID caused some challenges with flight crews. Um, The airlines have done a great job in recovering and moving forward past that. There's still some challenges coming on right now. There's still, um, they would like to have more. But at the end of the day, everybody's striving for the same goal, which is safe, secure travel. And you've got all the entities working on it. You've got the FAA working on it. You've got air traffic control working on it. You've got the airports working on it. You've got the airlines working on it. The flight crews are working on it. The maintenance guys are working on it. So we're all, and it's probably maybe one of the things that's unique to the industry is everybody's focused on that safe and secure travel. Yeah. So, Mike, let's st- stick with this thought here because I, uh, what I've paid attention to is the airport taking this responsibility to find help very seriously and you working to help train the next generation of, of, of workers to, to sort of uh, to be the next yep. Mike Daigle or whatever uh, you know, career. There. So, so talk about the things you're doing to help um, encourage folks locally to uh, work in this industry. So what's interesting is, is that we know that there has to be um, education along the way. And so one of the things we started a number of years ago is with the South Bend School Corporation. We helped create an aviation program. And what they're doing right now is we actually have a flight simulator that's at the airport building. And the students come out to the airport to go to class. Uh, and it's an elective. And I think right now they've got don't quote me on the numbers, I think, but they've got 11 or 13 students in the morning that are coming out to do this class. And that's pretty unique. And so we're working on that. The other thing we're trying to do right now is we have a great company in South Bend uh, called SkyWest Airlines that started out with 11 people in 2014. And now they're at about 60 people, but we're getting ready to, to bring in about 25, 30 more mechanics. And so they're going to be at probably 90 plus employees here in South Bend. So how do we continue to do that? And so we're trying to work with Ivy Tech to bring an airframe and power plant maintenance course here to South Bend. They already offer it in the state, but not here. So we're working with the chancellor and other people of her staff to try to bring that together to keep it going. On kind of a, a high level, pun intended, um, kind of walk us through. 20,000 feet or 30,000 <laughs> exactly, feet? Exactly, about 30. Okay. Walk, Mike, walk us through um, just kind of how it starts and, and how it finishes uh, when, when you add airlines or you add routes hmm. to, I mean, just kind of how is that initiated? Is it is it you? Is it the airline? Is it a combination of both? Just kind of shed some light on on, you know, not the inner workings of that, but just kind of how that happens. 
So it's it's interesting because it never ends. It's it's a job that we look at every single day. Um, I had a discussion today with our vice president of marketing and air service development about the next step for a couple other things. Uh, we there are meetings scheduled later this month in the month of March for. Uh, to meet with several of our based airlines and some that don't exist in Indiana right now. They don't have flight routes that come in and out of Indiana. So it's going to be interesting to see how those meetings turn out. And so one of the rules that we follow is we always let the airline announce when they're getting ready to do something. Um, and so we're hopeful that in the next couple months we're going to have something that they're ready to make public. But we know that the connectivity is huge. We also know that in, for example, if people go to Chicago on United Airlines, they're not getting off in Chicago. They're all connecting to someplace else. So is there a better way to serve that flying public? We know that if you're going to the West, that if United said we're going to provide connectivity to Denver, that makes better sense than Chicago. But the problem is, is you're going to overfly the city of Chicago to get to Denver. And again, people going to Denver, that may not be their final stop, but they're going to connect from there to Seattle, Spokane, Boise, Idaho, all those other locations. So that's one way to look at it. Then you, we also have to look at going to the Northeast and how does that work. So all of that's in play. All of that is discussed constantly. We, we, we look at the metrics constantly of who's flying, where are they going, what are the destinations served, what's our top 20 markets that, of people coming from there to here and from here to there. And so that's what helps us identify where the market is. Then we know that certain markets are better served by certain type, certain airlines than others. So we have to go find them, have discussions with them. And uh, I mean, we brought it when we brought American Airlines to town. That was a three-year discussion of us putting it on the table. They're doing some study, some research, coming back to us, going back to them. Uh, and sometimes you'll talk every other week, and sometimes you'll go three, four months. So, so uh, see, Mike's like a college recruiter, right? He starts at, when they're <laughs> right. freshmen. He tries to get them to commit by the time they're ready never, to go to college. Never thought of it that and way, Jeff. He, and then he has to keep re-recruiting them exactly. to to stick around and Hope not enter the, the, transfer, the portal. transfer portal. Right? Yes, exactly. I like this. So this is, and now I'm completely understanding what you do. So, so Mike, in the last few minutes, I want to uh, just step away from the airport side of it and and talk about uh, your charitable side. Uh, well, bears in the air. That's how we first met. Yes. Um, you and your incredibly beautiful wife, Marsha, not only do you, do you work every day to make sure that South Bend International Airport is the very best it can be, but you want the place that we live and work to be the best that it can be too, and, and which is why you've begun uh, Bears in the Air many years ago, uh, and, and you've brought it with you to every single airport. Tell us what it is um, and why you do it. Well, um, so we all have skills and talents that we are blessed with. And so if you can give some of that back. And so that's really how Bears in the Air got started was how do we make where we live a better place? So at the end of the day, if this is the vision that I have. So if everybody who lived in our community, and by community I don't mean South Bend, Mishawak, but lived in our community, and it's not restricted by the county line or state line or anything else. But if you live in our community, if everybody spent one hour a month to help somebody else, something easy, something more, and it's not writing a check. That's, that's all easy, and I know lots of people do that, and it's generous, and that's awesome. 
But if you can go help somebody, what kind of community would we have? What kind of place would we live if everybody said, I have a little bit of talent in this area, I'm going to go share it. Maybe you're sharing it with high school kids. Maybe you're sharing it with college kids. Maybe you're helping senior citizens. Maybe you're helping others. So that's really the premise of how we started Bears in the Air was, how do we make where we live a better place? And we started with Bears in the Air helping kids who were in the hospital over the holiday season, and it's continued to grow and grow. And here in South Bend, when I presented that to the board of directors, they were thrilled. They said, yes, let's use this asset called the airport to do good in our community. And we donate Bears uh, to the children. And uh, we do five local area hospitals from St. Joe Benton Harbor down to Plymouth, Indiana, Elkhart County, and St. Joseph County. But we've also given over $80,000 to the Robert L. Miller Senior Veterans Center who help get veterans on their feet and become productive members of our community again. So at the end of the day, that's really what drives doing that already. And here we are in March, and we're already planning this coming year's Bears in the Air. Mike, you touched on um, benefiting the broader community. There's, you're one of the best champions of what happens in the region. Your customers come from a broad geography here locally. Just, just talk, talk about that role, too, in, in terms of um, helping influence um, the region and where your customers come from, why you're so plugged into some of these communities around here. So one of the things that I believe is that I don't know how to go problem solve if I don't know what the problems are from people in our community. And so that means we've got to be connected. And that's one of the things that I ask our leadership team to do a lot of is to, for them to volunteer their time. And they all do at different venues and different ways of doing that. So they can have those communications with people to find out what the needs are and where the opportunities are to either do good, but also to learn more about the business. And very candidly, uh, sometimes people will tell you, I don't like your facility, I don't like what you do because you don't go where I wanna go. And sometimes you have to have the conversation, but you can get there in one stop. Well, I don't wanna make a stop. I'm gonna go to one of the other locations and I can go nonstop. Notice I didn't use anybody's name. Uh, so. <laughs> He's also yeah. a politician, yeah. that might take <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm still trying to figure out Jeff's ad, uh, vehicle license plate number too, so. I've got that, I can point it out on the way out. <laughs> All right, he's Mike Daigle. Yeah. He's the executive director of South Bend International Airport, great friend of the chamber and of, of the community. Mike, we're so grateful for your time today. Thanks for helping giving a, an inside look at what's going on at the airport. And the Behind the Ridge podcast being brought to you by Tech Tyler PC. Today, cyber threats are rapidly expanding. Let Tech Tyler PC provide the tools and training your business needs so you can spend more time with your family and friends and flying out of South Bend. Uh, enjoying life rather than worrying about and struggling with your tech problems from Office 365 email setup and management to complete IT, including 24-7 monitoring, management, antivirus, backups, and encryption. Let Tech Tyler PC help. Call them today for a free consultation, 855-213-5016, or send them an email at sales at techtylerpc.com. Tech Tyler PC, managing all of your IT needs. Michael Daigle, I love you. You know that. Thank you for your time today. <laughs> Um, and uh, the only thing that I can see wrong with you is your choice of friends. I'm not going to lie to you. I, uh, I think you could probably do better than us. But uh, luckily, my wife no, Julie's no. in the mix, and and she makes up for all of my. That's why Jeff likes me. That's right. She makes peanut butter cookies, yep. so she ah, makes up for all my shortcomings, right. which are many. So, Mike Daigle, director of the South Bend International Airport. It's always good to see you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you both. 
Thank you for listening to the Behind the Region podcast from the South Bend Regional Chamber, being powered by Tech Tyler PC, offering cost-effective IT solutions to fit any budget. For more information on the South Bend Regional Chamber or to become a chamber member, please visit our website at sbrchamber.com.